Platinum, a crushes, dating, friendship and kissing podcast hosted by love amateurs Lex Croucher and Rosianna Horse-Rojas. We are here to give you bad advice whether you want to make out with him, her, them, everybody or nobody. This is a podcast in progress and we'll have guests in the very, very near future who aren't people like us. You can send your questions to makeoutwithhim at gmail.com or use hashtag makeoutwithhim on Twitter or tweet at makeoutwithhim. And if possible, please include pronouns and the name you'd like us to call you or just anonymous. I like that you slipped in the very, very near future because... Because it's true! It's true, it's happening. Right, okay, here's the deal, guys. Um, We are not going to be uploading podcasts in the month of August. We are taking August off, but we're not actually taking August off because we don't... Rosianna and I don't take time off ever from anything (laughs) in life and we just... We're just going to work until we're the ripe old age of 38 and then both just spontaneously collapse. Yeah, so we're going to be gone for August, uh, but keep an eye on Patreon for the special updates. Um, we are going to be getting our lives in order. And by our lives, I mean our podcast, which is the only thing that's important in our lives. And we are going to be sorting out our guests. And I guess it's kind of like this is the end of season one. So we'll be, yes. there'll be one more episode, episode 16, um, that will come out towards the end of this month. And then we'll be gone for August and we'll be getting our ducks in a row. And by our ducks, I mean our guests. And we will come back and things will be a little different, but hopefully better and more exciting. And far more ducks. And far more ducks. And there will be at least 200% more ducks. Um, so yeah, so that's what the deal is with the podcast, which is like, I don't know, we've made it 15 episodes right now. I'm pretty impressed with us because, you know, yeah. our ability to just even have a phone call with each other is we're very so limited better, so the fact that we've um, managed to do this yeah we're much better at making podcasts together than we are actually speaking to each other on the phone um yeah <laughs> so i don't know I just, what that says about us as i've said other before than we're I, I only yeah i only care about you when it's for content um uh yeah there were a couple other things cool. that i want to talk about oh yeah thank you to everyone who has rated us on itunes so far um it really really does help I know everyone says that. I know every podcast says that. I know sometimes you might hear that and think, cool, I'll do that someday. But if you do read us on iTunes, um, it helps us get more visibility so that more people can find this strange podcast that we do. Um, <laughs> and it's just that we really appreciate it. So thanks to everyone who's done it so far. Um, you can just do it through iTunes, rate, and you can also review us if you would be so kind. Um, and yes, many thanks. Yeah. It is super helpful. Like, I didn't realize before how much it changes things. Like, they have podcast charts. And if you want to be at all visible in those podcast charts, you have to have, like, a decent amount of ratings. And, yeah, we would love to be visible in the podcast charts and to have our success measured in numbers because that's the only thing that matters, right? Listen, I'm a Leo, and it's the month of Leo coming up. Um, (laughs) It's the month that is particularly all about me, but I really like things to be about me. <laughs> and Lex also likes things to be about her because as she said before, she really likes attention. Yeah. So if you could just do us a solid and give us attention, we'd love it. <laughs> we'd love it. We'd be so grateful. Um, but yeah, seriously, thanks to anyone who's done it. And it would be great if you could rate us. Um, I also wanted to say that 
A, we are putting stuff on Patreon. I, like, I've been very bad at doing this, but, you know, when we talk about things in the podcast and then we say, I'll put that on the Patreon, I'm now actually doing that. So sorry for the delay, but we will now be putting content on the Patreon. I have um, put up one content so far. One content. <laughs> I will and, be putting um, up more content. <laughs> Our Patreon is patreon.com forward slash make out with him. The other thing I wanted to say is that we can't answer all the questions that you guys send us we really appreciate you sending your questions in um i mean a we just don't have enough time because we ramble on every time we answer a question (laughs) b we get a lot of questions i mean please don't stop sending us questions i cannot stress that enough because we really really want um yeah as many people as possible to send stuff in and we want to get a whole range of different types of questions um we do get the same kind of questions a lot which is nobody's fault. It's just people have similar problems and we tend to not answer ones that are really similar to ones that we've done before. Um, so that's why you might not have seen or, or heard. You don't see sound, do you? To some animals see sound? I don't know. Bats. Um, anyway, that's why you may not have heard your question being answered. Um, so I just want to say, I'm sorry if you have sent a question and it hasn't been answered, um, We just, but we just can't make our way through all of them. Otherwise we would have to make a podcast every single day which would be fun but not viable as we have full-time jobs i i feel bad when people kind of pour their hearts out to us and then we're not able to always respond to that um but please know that we if you're sending us a question then one of us has probably managed to read it and we are sending you love through our brains across space and time so much so much love um keep twiddling those dials (laughs) what Keep twiddling those dials. Keep each other safe. Keep faith. What's keep twiddling those dials? It's from a uh, Potter watch. Ah, Sorry, yeah. I'm in a very Deathly Hallows mood. Oh my god, we just had the 10th anniversary of Deathly Hallows coming out. Oh yeah. Uh, yesterday, as of the time filming this podcast, and three <laughs> days ago, as the time of this going up, I felt so emotional. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I mean, there have been so many anniversaries this year and there are going to be so many more anniversaries. Yeah. Um, but I, for some reason, I was like, oh my God, 10 years ago, my life was totally different. Yeah. And I was like waiting in the rain and I was still the age where like my parents had to pick me up. And <laughs> well, they didn't have to pick me up. They kindly volunteered to pick me up. I don't know. Like my life felt very different. And I was kind of like in my room in my childhood home reading my book. It's very strange. Where were you 10 yeah. years ago, Lex? Yeah, this is the weird thing because um, obviously we got it at midnight because we always did. But we, um, our local bookshop did do some like midnight release stuff. Um, but I know I only went to a couple of those. And what we actually normally did was there was like the very no nonsense version, which was we knew that the Sainsbury's near my house only ever had a queue of like 10 people. So because yeah. most people don't go to supermarkets to pick up harry potter unless they had to because everyone wanted to go to bookshops and you know be part of that we were just like super efficient get in get out which is it makes me a little sad because the times we did go to book bookshop bookshop <laughs> the times that we did go to bookshop releases were really really fun and you know everyone dressed up and there was really fun stuff to do um but i do remember that often we would just drive the five minutes to sainsbury's so that we could just get in get in that line of like 10 people pick up the book get home and start reading and that was kind of the the attitude it was a very military attitude to getting our harry potter books um 
But yeah, and the whole next day I had to go to band practice because I read until probably, you know, like I read a few hours, but then I had to go to sleep because I had to get up at like seven to go to band practice. And I was so furious and I wanted to cancel band practice, but I wasn't allowed to. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I ended this up... the very serious life of Lex in the band. I know, when I was in a band, it was very serious. And so I had to go to band practice in the morning and postpone reading the end of the book. And it was awful. And my manager was like because I was really distracted. He was basically threatening me with spoilers. And I was like, don't you fucking dare. Like, don't oh my ruin God. my life. So we just raced That's through. Horrible. Yeah, I know. It was weird. Yeah. So I just did bear practice and then rushed home so I could finish it. But yeah, it felt really weird to not just sit up all night and read it. But I wasn't allowed because I had a commitment to the band or whatever. God. Always such a workaholic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so funny with the last one, with previous book releases and the midnight parties, I went to a couple of them and there was a lot of like really fun trivia and everyone was really casual and it was like really nice because you'd meet everyone. We were so excited, obviously, but there's like a lot of stuff going on. Whereas with, uh, with Deathly Hallows, it was like, no, no, none of that because everyone was so terrified of being spoiled. Like there was fancy dress in the queue and everything. But once you got inside, it was like inside, get the book get out, cover your ears, don't let anyone talk to you, like, it was good, good times, how are you? I'm hungover, we had our office summer party last night, and I'm just like, struggling a little, but was it a rager? generally fine, it was a bit of a rager, yeah, we're, I, I work at a cool place, and we're, we're, um, we, <laughs> we let loose, is all I'm saying, <laughs> although it's really funny, because we're also kind of all a bit nerdy, so our, my idea of us letting loose is like, we danced in the rain for hours. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> How are you? Um, I'm okay. I've got like things are continuing to be um, uh, a little mad, but very exciting. I don't know if I I did mention that John's new book is coming out. I think mm. um, on October 10th, which is actually it turns out not that far away. Um, <laughs> it's actually quite soon. So that's kind of been d- taking a lot of my time. But I also just uh, I just uploaded a new video that I spent quite a long time editing so I'm kind of trying to find ways to find balance between works so it's like work work balance um yeah that's the thing isn't it when you have multiple jobs it's like it's not work life it's just yeah which because yeah you know I have four jobs you probably have four or more jobs it's just it's a lot it's a lot (laughs) it's a lot it's and it's stuff I love doing and I genuinely I feel so grateful for it because I don't you know I really like going into work and I really like coming back to stuff but at the same time um it's hard sometimes to not have like a proper <laughs> night off um yeah. and like and to be I, fair there are times that I could give myself a night off but I choose not to and that's because I like what I'm doing so yeah yeah it's tricky but it's really nice to have like you and have other friends kind of in this weird difficult situation <laughs> yeah. because if I were doing this by myself and felt completely overwhelmed and you know no one else was there to talk about it to I would be really like really underwater I think yeah the water would be exactly at your head I um Mm -hmm. yes (laughs) sorry I you get very excited when I say things to do with the west wing Um, I do I'm just so happy that you liked it (laughs) yeah well you did bring it to my life so I understand. It's like you gave birth to the West Wing and gave it to me. I can't even imagine what it's like to be a person who goes to work and then goes home and then chills for the evening. And it's really funny when I talk to people about this. I'm like, I don't 
do that I don't know what that is like I do to be fair I occasionally do that um when I'm socializing like I go out and see friends or I see my boyfriend or whatever but that to me isn't quite the same as just going home and chilling like obviously those are good things and I have fun yeah but you know you're still doing something actively you're still busy I don't know what it's like to just go home and be like tonight I'm just gonna watch films or tv and switch completely off because you can never switch off when work is at home because you're like well I could be doing some work right now and your half yeah. of your brain is always in work mode even if you do manage to sit and watch a film anyway I'm gonna stop complaining about my charmed life <laughs> well, no, I was gonna say though that's not exclusive obviously to like the kind of stuff that we do um quite a few of my friends now have become teachers and it's like so interesting to me to hear about their life I mean it's just so many hours of signing and marking and prep and everything and like staying up super late like one in the morning to do work and then going in having these really long days and all of that as well so it's just been it's been interesting to have friends and completely different um feel to also experiencing the struggles of work work balance the cat's like curled up under the microphone and she doesn't like it if i loom over her so i'm just playing a really dangerous game where to get to the microphone and be able to do this podcast i'm leaning over her and at any second she could go for my throat and kill me unlikely go for the jugular. I'll, I'll, i'm gonna put a picture of it on patreon even though basically all i do is put pictures of my cat on patreon but I it is quite it. cute yeah, yeah, I think that's absolutely fine. I like it. Excellent. Um, should we uh, get to the questions? Maybe we should. Our first question today comes from Hilda Lauskakel. Seems legit. Hi there, Lex and Rosiana. So I've been dating this guy for a few weeks and I feel like we don't communicate very well. He isn't a very good texter and I'm constantly not sure how he is feeling. I feel like I need to bring it up, but I don't want it to become serious all of a sudden. Should I say something? Is it worth it? I've never really dated anyone before and I'm not sure how all of this is supposed to work. Thank you and have a nice day. Hilda Lauskackle. In our, in our immediately previous podcast, we discussed bad texters um, a little bit in the context of long distance relationships. But I think the real question is, is the problem that he's not using enough emojis? And if so, is the problem that he doesn't have the emoji keyboard on his phone? And if so... The solution is very clearly go into his phone and add the emoji keyboard. Go into his phone should never be the solution to anything. I, Who doesn't have the emoji keyboard? Isn't it built in? Don't you just have it? I don't know. So I feel like in the early days you needed to add it to your keyboards manually. You had to add. So I'd always go in and add like Spanish and then emoji. <laughs> I definitely do remember something default. like that. But I remember like yeah. it was like custom emojis that you had to add. Man, the cat's being adorable. Um, yeah, I. Oh, it is really hard because I feel like, I, I think I did say this last week, but I feel like if you have a good relationship outside of texting, that's kind of fine. Um, yeah. If you feel like in person, it's always fine and you can communicate well in person, then that's not the same as being a bad communicator. That's just being bad at messenger communication which i think a lot of people probably are because it is a very strange form of communication um so if it's if it's just the texting then i think you can bring it up i think it's fine um he might not be aware that you're kind of expecting more from that he might be used to you know not communicating very much that way and only communicating in person which i think is fine um so yeah Yeah, i don't think it's really serious to say like hey do you, are you a fan of texting? Do you think that we're like communicating well over text? Um, I mean, don't say it like that because that definitely sounds really weird and formal. 
<laughs> I don't know how to talk to people. I sound like a humanoid when I do these things. Um, well, I think that, I mean, you mentioned in your email that you're constantly not sure how he's feeling. I think that's a good starting point. Maybe necessarily, maybe necessarily. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. Um, that's a good starting point. Maybe start by saying something like, Sometimes I'm not sure how you're feeling. Sometimes I, I don't know that I kind of get a read on like how you're doing. Is that something that we can chat about or something that we can improve? Um, is it just like over text or, you know, if it's like over, over every form of communication, then maybe that's just something that he's not very good at and you kind of need to talk through. Or maybe he feels like he is good at expressing his feelings, but isn't because that's also an age old story. Um, (laughs) And uh, but if not, like maybe it is also trying other forms of communication, like the phone call. If you guys didn't talk on the phone much, maybe he'd be more expressive there. Um, Just kind of finding that balance. Um, Interpretive dance. Interpretive dance. Uh, Smoke signals. uh, Flag. Those flag symbol thingies. What are they called? (laughs) Semaphores. Um, anyway (laughs) so I think part of it is also just becoming comfortable within a person as well because it's hard to sometimes get into that swing even if you do like someone or if you're like enjoying dating them um, sometimes getting into the swing of communication uh, takes a little more effort than you would think because you'd think like oh I like this person so it should it's gonna everything's gonna be really easy Um, but sometimes it takes a little work to find your stride yeah and it is weird because you always hear people talking about how communication is important and especially in you know like cliched scenes and doctors offices when people are going for marriage counseling and films and stuff they're always like communication is key but it's so true and it's something that I didn't really focus on until recently but communication doesn't just mean you know talking often or updating each other about your day or how you're feeling a lot communication is having those (laughs) our favorite phrase open and honest conversations when you need to um because yeah and it does require a lot of bravery um which is some which you know it's something that become better at in terms of talking to anyone um but i think it's also because over time i've i've felt more sure of myself and i've i kind of you know like us all have worked through some shit (laughs) so when I feel something I don't doubt myself um Mm. and I think people are different stages in that um so every time you choose to be communicative with someone you're choosing it's an act of bravery I think nice look at that an act of bravery I yeah I think and texting just such a weird specific thing isn't it you could even if he doesn't feel comfortable expressing affection or anything over text if that's a problem like if you just feel like there's not yeah you you can't get a read on how he is sometimes it's fun to just work out ways that someone can express that to you like even if it is yeah yeah, through emojis or something like that I mean I guess you're saying it's um you've only been dating a few weeks so maybe this is these are things for further down the line because it's early days but as we said before things often unless you do something about them don't just automatically get better um so the way that you start out in a relationship is often the best it is so I think it is worth if this is something that's important to you then it probably is worth talking to him about it um so yeah in answer to your question I think it is worth it to say something to him 
And it, your question, is it worth it, makes me think that you're worried that that might scare him off or something. Like it's too serious too soon. But I don't know. If he likes you and you like him, there's nothing wrong with working out how best you can speak to each other. Daniel J. Leighton voted on Twitter yesterday. It's something that is going around where you pick the third and 15th emojis in your phone and it tells you what you're like at sex. Um, <laughs> oh, I do this now. People's were absolutely spectacular. There was one with uh, upside down smiley face and then crying. Oh, God. There was one with a hand and a frog emoji. <laughs> it's just a lot of great stuff. Go mine on. was actually, I was pretty happy with mine. Mine was the hundred and then some champagne glasses clinking, which I will take as a great compliment. Like, How do you uh, know what's third and 15th? Is, okay, horizontally. So the top row yeah, is like one, two, three, four, five, five six, yeah. whatever. My third one is the skull emoji. <laughs> nice. And the balloon. <laughs> Perfect. It's definitely a death party. It's a death party. party. In my pants. Death day. <laughs> Happy death day. Please tweet us uh, at make out with him with your results to that, even though we've stolen it from other people that were tweeting it, because now I want to know everyone's. No one owns anything. We're all going to die. Should we go on to another question? Yeah. Uh, all right. This question comes from Anonymous, and it goes a little something like this. I've been chatting online with a guy for several, in brackets, eight months now. Eight months is definitely several. That's more than it's several. Several That's and a half. a handful. That's a a temple of doom. Sorry? He's incredibly sweet and caring, but his sense of humor is not the same as mine, and he's obsessed with sexting. Having no experience in the matter in the beginning, I kind of went along with it, but now I'm done as I don't feel right about it. My problem is I don't want to hurt him or make him feel like I don't like him because I'm very fond of him, but I have the sense he's not good for me. How do I get out of this relationship? Help. I think the sexting part is just one part of this because you said you want to get out of the relationship generally. So they're kind of two separate things to address here. And one thing is that, yeah, obviously you shouldn't do anything that you're not comfortable with. Uh, I don't know if you felt like he knew that you weren't that into it when you went along with it. Because obviously if you felt pressured at all, then that shouldn't have happened to you. And yeah, ideally we would never do anything that we're not comfortable with. Um, But I don't think you have to, you said you don't feel right about it. You absolutely don't have to be into sexting or want to do it. But I hope you don't feel any sense of shame about that. Um, Because, you know, if, if there is nothing wrong with sexting as long as everybody's happy and involved. Wait, there is nothing wrong with sexting as long as everybody involved is happy and consensual. Um, But yeah, there's nothing wrong with not wanting to do that. That's completely fair. And I think that, if you want to get out of the relationship generally that's a whole other question that's more of a how do I break up with someone question what do you think Rosianna yeah I don't think it's it's interesting that you kind of connect those together because um it's almost like you feel like uh you're having to explain why you want to break up with him um or that he's not good for you or explain why you're feeling the way you're feeling and really you kind of don't you you if it's not working it's not working you don't have to justify that to anyone um i think you have to have an open conversation with him and say that you're not it doesn't feel good anymore that you're not enjoying it or whatever the thing is also i think we've said this before but the thing is with breakups like you've got to allow that he may feel hurt and he may feel like you don't like him but that may change over time it may not the importance there is it's giving him space to 
feel whatever it is he's feeling because um and also for yourself as well um because it's quite a lot of pressure to to expect someone to be exactly the same as they were when they were dating you afterwards um in terms of like emotionally and and mood wise and so on and just practically it's not going to happen and so that's why I mean the decision to break up with someone is so hard because you know that you're going to be hurting them and you you've spent time with them and you care about them you spent eight months is a long time Mm. um but I think that you're clearly like not happy even just from the tone of your email you didn't sound happy um and it's just not worth making it longer and making that breakup harder and then also just feeling like you're sticking along with something that isn't good and that you're not having having fun in. I don't think you should feel bad about it not working. And I get the sense that you feel really bad about it. I think it sounds like as well that um, the sexting was kind of a big part of that relationship. And I mean, you haven't even said... I guess you did say it was a relationship at the end, but chatting online is a little bit of a different situation, isn't it? Because it's one of those relationships that goes on purely over text format, is what I imagine, because you haven't said that you've met up with him. Um, so oh, even right, though, yeah. Even though it's going to be like a difficult thing to do, um, it is actually quite a clean break, that kind of thing, because... I know you say you don't want to hurt him. You are going to hurt him. That's the unfortunate truth about ending any kind of relationship is that it's painful, but that doesn't mean it's a bad thing to do. That's just how relationships end. Um, So I feel like, yeah, it is kind of easy. Well, not easy, but it is maybe an easier way to end a relationship is to be able to say, I'm not really comfortable with continuing this and, you know, you're very nice, but it's just not quite right. And then you can actually cut off communication in a way that's really helpful for both of you to move on. Because if it's just based on talking online, which is still a very real relationship, um, but yeah, not necessarily one that's physical or in person, then, you know, clean break time. That's good. I think the one thing I would say is that if it is someone you care about, then once you've sent that message, give them a chance to respond to it. Yeah. Um, you don't have to read it, but give them the sense, like give them the feeling that they can respond to it. Yeah. Um, because I've broken up with people. I've like ended things on. That's my main form for a long time was just online message, and then I'd like block <laughs> or run away or do something because I just couldn't deal with it. Um, and I think that what hurt those people a lot was not giving them a chance to say what they wanted to say. And you don't, no one, you don't owe anyone necessarily the chance to like listen to them, especially if it's been a really messy situation. But I think that that's something to keep in mind if you do want, if if you're, as you say, fond of them and you, you, you do want to kind of end it on the best possible note of a bad situation is give them a chance to say something or give them a feeling that they're able to say and respond and say, express what they're feeling um, without necessarily going through that loop and staying in a situation that you're unhappy in. Hi, Lex and Rosianna. I've been with my boyfriend for two and a half years and we're in a really loving relationship and we're moving together in September. I'm a very social person and love parties and going out and just seeing friends all the time because I have a very draining job and it's something that keeps me sane. However, my boyfriend really doesn't like my friends and he's not super social with them as he feels like they aren't his kind of people, which is okay, so I've stopped inviting him to stuff. He won't actively try to talk to them at parties and if I go and speak with other people, then he feels like I've ignored him, left him on his own. 
I really want to have friends together so it won't be really awkward. He goes to the pub with his work friends, but doesn't have a lot of time out of work because of weird hours, so I think it would be kind of weird if I joined. I'm 20 and going to uni in September, we'll be living together, and I'll want to invite people around to our flat and have many parties, and he really doesn't want this to happen. His reasoning is when he gets in, he just wants to watch TV and chill and we'll keep him awake. I don't want to leave him all the time because I'll feel really guilty. Should I not feel guilty? I've tried to talk to him about this and he really doesn't seem bothered. Should I just go and be social? Or are there any other ways I can help us have mutual friends? Alice. A very tired student who's trying to be one of those millennial creatives. (laughs) It's really difficult when you either date someone or live with someone or are good friends with someone who deals with the world very differently because it sounds like he maybe is quite introverted because he likes to just go home and chill in the evenings and he doesn't want to see people and he just wants to be by himself um but i think you know it's all about compromise because i think it's fair for him not to always want there to be people around but that's not what you are asking that's not you know what you want you just want to sometimes be able to invite people around and have little parties which i think is a very reasonable request um so i think it's a compromise is needed here because obviously you love him you don't want i I assume you don't want the relationship to end um so it's not a case of like this is a deal breaker and you absolutely should only date people who deal with the world socially in the same way that you do um but at the same time you know, he can't just say, no, I don't want there to be people around. That's not a fair thing to say. Um, if he wants to, you know, go be in the bedroom and put headphones on and watch TV while you have people around, that's fine if that's how he wants to cope with that. But I think that he just, you know, he needs to be open to the idea that that's what you want to do and you want to be social. It would be nice to share friends. Um, if, but you know, and you can invite him to things. And if, if you are having parties at your own flat, maybe he will join in sometimes and maybe he'll find that he likes it. Uh, but yeah, it is a tricky one. I, I think you should just do whatever makes you feel good within the realms of, you know, being fair to him. And you can't force somebody to be part of a friendship group and you can't, you know, force people to merge lives. But it would be nice if he made that effort and maybe talk to him about the fact that you'd like him to make that effort. Um, I don't know. This is... Rosiana and I, are, yeah, we're, we're extroverted people and we like parties and stuff. However... I fucking love a party. <laughs> yeah, but remember how... So one time I was at a party at Rosiana's <laughs> house and... <laughs> when i get tired a midsummer night's meme a, a midsummer night's theme. meme yeah it was great when i'm tired i get really grumpy and i just want to go to bed and especially if i've been drinking and i kind of go past the point of feeling good drinking and i'm just like oh i'm done i always just want to go to bed and i was staying at rosiana's and i just climbed into bed the party was still happening all around me it was only like midnight or something and i was like nope i don't i don't want this to happen anymore so i just got into bed and was grumpy and sat in the corner and grumped about it so i do understand the perspective of the person who um once you know sometimes like reaches a, a stage in their day or whatever where they're just done with dealing with people and they don't want to be involved anymore but i also appreciate that i was being ridiculous because i was staying <laughs> was at someone funny else's to me. house someone else's party it was very very funny and we you know the, <laughs> i mean the compromise in that situation was for me to just not be a dick and chill out and you know sit quietly and talk to somebody instead of just trying to go to bed <laughs> because that was ridiculous uh it was pretty great i'm also like that with sleepovery things like rosiana's experiences as well yes, when, you are. when we've like crashed in the same room or whatever is that when i'm tired i'm just done 
and I want to go well, to bed. Well, to be fair, I am the most annoying five-year-old self of me at sleepovers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the fact that we've been calling just... them sleepovers right now. I want to talk and talk and talk and talk and I'd be like, hey, have you ever thought about this? And well, isn't it crazy that this happened? Sana experienced this when we went to Corfu, actually, because like, we'd stayed <laughs> in the same bed before, but like not properly, not for like several days. And just every night I would have like reflections on the Harry Potter series. <laughs> I just keep going. I don't know what it is. It's like I enter this kind of midnight delirium. <laughs> yeah, like, you definitely do. And Love so that that's kind of a way that our personalities clash very much, which is really funny because we, like I said, when we went on the core food trip, I was like, Rosianna, I'm very excited to go on this trip with you. I don't want to sleep in the same room as you. (laughs) Well, also the other thing is because first thing in the morning to get myself going, I play music and I play it quite loudly. That was the main Um, thing. Like this morning I was listening to J boy by Phoenix, which I'm addicted to. Lovely. Um, Yeah. Yeah, Rosianna like pumps herself up for the day by blasting really loud music and like dancing about and having a great time. I pump myself up for the day by just being grumpy and silent and <laughs> singing in a corner, glaring at anybody who makes any noise. So you can see why that wouldn't necessarily work as a roommate situation. Yeah, it's funny. For such a long time, I was like, we should live together. And now I'm like, no, we should definitely not. <laughs> we could, listen, the only way that we could live together is if we had a big place where we could yeah. both deal with like how we deal with life in our kind of separate corners and then come together when we're like out of morning mode or whatever so that'd be fine we just need a place that's really strangely built so it's two very large rooms at the end either end of a very long corridor <laughs> perfect and then living room well, and a kitchen so in the middle <laughs> to back to back to alice for a second ah, um, whatever i mean Sorry, the hard alice. thing is when you're the hard things when you're living together, like I don't want to escalate this and make this like super serious or anything, but you are kind of finding a way to build some kind of life together, at least for now. Um, mm. So it is, it's kind of, it seems to be this broader sense of like wanting to have him as part of your life in a very real way in lots of different parts of it. And I don't think you're being unreasonable or anything here. I think you're being completely fair. Um, I'm wondering if there are ways that you guys can include each other um in other parts of it like okay he doesn't want to maybe be at the little parties but does he enjoy like going with you to grab stuff at tesco or wherever and um setting things up or does he enjoy like the debriefs the day after like is there any part of the stuff that he doesn't enjoy like the the bits around it the rest of the sandwich that he that you can find a space together and that maybe might be a way to like include him in it um well yeah the other thing the other thing could be timing it strangely so that you have them when he's going to the pub with his work friends it is difficult because yeah you do want to merge lives and that is a really nice thing about being in a relationship sometimes is that you get to um expand your social circle and you get to share things together um so i understand why you want that but i do also think that when you're living with somebody you do see a lot of them and i think it's really important to make sure that you you know not only coexist with them a lot but carve out time you know for the two of you to be like even though we live together that doesn't mean we're spending tons of quality time together um and if you are making use of that quality time most of the time or you know a few nights a week um having those nights where yeah he goes out and you have people around i don't see that as that much of a problem because if it does seem really unlikely that you're gonna be able to merge lives maybe that is the only solution that's gonna work for you guys because there is no right or wrong way to do this it's just what works for your relationship so yeah 
I don't know. Just like, just talk to him. You said he. You said you've tried to talk to him and he doesn't seem bothered. Um, and it's weird because if you feel like you think about it a lot or you're convinced that he has other thoughts or feelings about it that he's not telling you, it can be hard to let something like that go because you think there must be more to this situation. But sometimes people honestly just aren't bothered. Like, sometimes people yeah. are just really chill and are like, yeah, whatever. I don't mind. You and be open around. about that too. Yeah. Like, say, it's, you know, I'm worried that you're going to be upset or frustrated or feel left out or I feel guilty. Like, say all the things you said to us to him. That's yeah. like the common thread of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's true. All the things you said in your emails, say yeah. to the person. Say to the person and then it'll be okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But good Compromise. luck. And as always, we'd love to hear any updates on how, how it's going. Our next question is from an anonymous, an anonymous, an anonymous mouse. And it says, it says, well, good. Just because someone's anonymous, apparently they're now just like an object. One of my best friends is three and a half years younger than me. I've known him for around six years and we've always been good friends. We get on really well. I feel so comfortable around him. I can 100, sorry, I can 1000% be myself. I missed off a zero there and that's very key. He is unbelievably supportive. I've sensed over the years he's attracted to me and over the past six months, I've started to be attracted to him. We've both admitted that we're attracted to each other. We're at the point where we need to decide where our relationship is going. What is your opinion about dating younger guys? I wish we were the same age. I hate being called a cougar and I hate the idea of being with an immature person. He's amazing and like a best friend, but I don't want to be in a relationship where I'm teaching or guiding someone on what to do. I'm a mature person and I hope the person I am with is too. Am I kidding myself that this could be a serious relationship? Do age gaps work? I'm a 24 year old girl and he'll be 21 next month. On paper, it seems like I'm kidding myself. Advice? As an added complication, his brother, who is one year older than him, expressed interest in me around three years ago. I told him from the beginning I wasn't interested. He told me this was fine, but it ended in me having to cut him off as I wasn't, as he wasn't getting the picture. He has seen how close me and his brother are getting and gives us evil looks. How do I deal with this added complication? Thanks. I know you ladies can help. You're amazing. Wow. You're putting a lot of, I mean, we'll see. And why is life so complicated from an anonymous 24 year old girl? Oh, um, Okay. Age gaps in relationships. Very difficult because there is, in my opinion, an inherent power imbalance in that relationship. Not just, not pure, I don't know. Whenever I say this, people get really mad at me and I'm sorry. I'm sorry <laughs> if right now you're seething. But I think that it's just because as we go on, we have different perspectives on the world. I guess that's called maturity. And I think that 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 gap in perspectives, that gap in maturity is very real. Now, that's not to say don't have fun with this guy and, you know, it's someone you care about and so on, but just be aware that it's... I don't know. I think that the the the, the difference in power is still there. Um, I think of myself at 21 and 24. I was in very different places. And um, I can just... I feel... I just... Every time I talk about this, people get really cross with me. But I just, I feel it very strongly. I think that um, less than necessarily immaturity, it's also just having a sense of yourself. Um, I think that when you're 24, you have more of a sense of yourself than when you're 21. Now, does that mean that you shouldn't date people? No, but it, it does mean that it needs to be acknowledged in some way. Does that make any sense? I don't know. I have a very <laughs> hard time talking about this, but very strong feelings about it. I think... I understand what you're saying, but I think 24 and 21 to me, it is a difference, but it's not a big enough difference that it's something that I would be that worried about. Like, I think it's not like a concern. Yeah. yeah you have to acknowledge it. 
yeah, you, I think you have to acknowledge it and you have to be aware of that and you have to make sure that you're not, um, you know, taking advantage of his naivety or anything like that. But, so, there's this whole thing about how, like, men and women mature at different rates and whatever. I'm sure that's true because I, you know, when I was uh, younger, I was dating a guy who was a few years older than me when I was a teenager and on paper, that age difference looks slightly horrifying because at one point I was 14 and he was 17, which is a big age difference. And if someone told me about that, you know, you know, said, I'm 14 and I'm dating a 17 year old, I'd feel weird about it. But actually the reason that I was okay with it and that my parents were okay with it was that he was definitely the same maturity level as me. I was maybe a little more mature than him, which sounds like the kind of thing a 14 year old would say just to justify their actions. Um, I don't want to make that seem like across the board that's always okay and that's always the case. But I think it's very much about the individual. So you know this person. Um, he's one of your best friends. And you were talking about maturity and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, it is really important that you and the person you're dating are on a same or, or you know, a similar level in terms of maturity. But I feel like you would know. Because I think it is very much does depend on the person. And I don't mean to say that in a way that people can be like, oh, so it's fine when a 40-year-old dates an 18-year-old because it's all about the person. It's like, no, no. Sometimes sometimes think, that power imbalance is very obvious. Um, I think my, you know, my, my, my hesitation more comes into that bit where you say you don't want to be in a relationship where you're teaching or guiding someone or some, on what to do. I think yeah, that's yeah. the part where I get nervous about the power imbalance that exists. And I think that that's um just kind of like a fair normal concern um yeah well you you know you you want to be in a relationship you don't want to be like a a teacher of a relationship no um but i I also yeah sorry you go sorry (laughs) i was just gonna say i think that that's kind of what i mean about you've been friends with this person so you should know what level of maturity they're at like you 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 know, just because you haven't been in a relationship with them, I feel like you probably get a good sense of what they're like um, and, you know, what their outlook on life is and what experience they've had and things like that. You know this person already. You're not going into it with no idea, you know, what they're, what they're like and what their life is like. So I hope that you are able to gauge based on that whether or not you would end up doing kind of teaching and guiding and whether or not they wouldn't be maybe re- ready for the same level of relationship that you want. Basically, what I'm saying is, uh, I hope you know already, which isn't helpful because you've asked this question. But maybe deep down, you know. And then the complication of the brother, Uh, whatever. Brother's not worth thinking about. Like, you you weren't interested. He's pissed off. Sure. Fine. I don't know. (laughs) Don't go to family parties. Go to family parties and make out with his brother in front of him. Is nice. That That's very helpful. Very healthy and helpful. Yeah, I think... Um, What's happening you... on your end? <laughs> what do you mean? Is that a cat screaming? I've got nothing on my end. Oh my God, why are there always ghosts on the line? It's really weird. This happened before. Well, yeah, like you were, you were saying in the recording, like, what is that sound? I was like, I don't know. And I listened that to it back and I was like, there's no wrestling. sound. Fuck, I could write a babysitter's murder mystery novel from this. <laughs> um, you said, on paper, it seems as though I'm kidding myself. Does it work? I don't think it seems like you're kidding yourself. I don't think that, you know, if you're both in the same place, you're both ready for the same kind of relationship, I think that's fine. The age difference is not that extreme. It's, you know, you are at different stages in your life, but I think you can work out 
what you both want and if that is each other and i just don't think you should worry about the age difference here i yeah and yeah you should be i think you should be aware of it but without worrying about it yeah and the the brother which you obviously are it sounds like his brother was a little gross about the situation like you had to cut him off because he wasn't getting the picture like you said you weren't interested in him you firmly told him you weren't interested in him and he considered he continued to pursue you until the point where you felt like you had to cut him off like gross i'm sorry i'm this is very reductive but that's gross of him and i don't think you should care about his feelings in the situation because yeah it's hard to just be like discount that person's feelings but it sounds like he behaved inappropriately to the point that made you really uncomfortable and yeah live your life live your dreams (laughs) i agree with my right honorable friend (laughs) so our final question of this episode of making out with him comes from monica and monica says hi lex and rosiana i was wondering if you have song recommendations for sexy times (laughs) welcome to desert island discs Sorry, my voice just went into my BBC Radio voice as I wrote. It was reading. Your voice that is question. always a BBC Radio voice. It's proper oh, it's really Queen's not. English. Oh, thanks. <laughs> oh, thank you. It reminds me, that was like when I was watching The Crown and afterwards I was just pronouncing everything in the most stupid way. <laughs> I can't I remember. Just... Wait, what's her voice sound like? Philip, I'm the Queen and you are a beautiful man. Let us It's like talking to you voice with the very it's as though your voice has been replaced by a hose pipe and everything is much smaller it's very narrow i can't believe the indignity of it ew very and and you say things in a very like you're shaking your head at the same time i can't (laughs) believe it i can't (laughs) sorry wow i think i just got it but now i've lost it i'm gonna read this i'm gonna read this question again but in the voice hi lex and rosiana i was wondering if you have song recommendations for sexy times Love the podcast, Monica. <laughs> that was exceptional. Give me the Oscar. Give me the BAFTA. Give them the Give you the me. crown. Give me the crown. Um, anyway, song recommendations. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get my phone out. I, okay. Um, so when I was like 12 or 13, I had not had sex yet uh, or done anything beyond a little light smooching. But I remember thinking that the sexiest song in the world was When You Put Your Hands On Me by Christina Aguilera. Which oh my God. is <laughs> a song that's very explicitly about sex and sexy times. Um, and I just remember, it was so funny. I used to listen to it all the time and be like, yeah, this is a really sexy song. Even though I didn't quite understand what that meant yet. And I sent it to my boyfriend at the time. And we were both, yeah, like 12. And he was the lead singer of a metal band because... You know, obviously that makes perfect sense. The 12 year old lead singer of a metal band. Um, and I think he was just <laughs> horrified. I think he was genuinely scared of me. I sent it to him like, this is a song I've been listening to a lot lately. <laughs> and the song's like, when you put your hands on me. I mean, that's like an operatic oh version of the Christina Aguilera song. But yeah, you know, real raunchy. Um, so that was my like, you know, I thought that was my go-to sexy song. Weirdly enough, did not ever listen to that during sexy times <laughs> well it kind of <laughs> i'm shocked it kind of depends on like what kind of sex you want do you want like slow sensual sex or like fast i don't know let's Jack not get too sex. far into it but it, it depends on your vibe <laughs> um i think one great great one 
especially for the slower variety, would be the Jurassic Park theme. Ah! It's a great one. Oh um, my god, please have sex listening to the Jurassic Park theme. For us, Monica. I'd do also it for say us. Uh, maybe We Know the Way from Moana. <laughs> oh my god, no! No! <laughs> Uh, no, Absolutely one that I actually not. like was uh, that w- would be quite fun is uh, "Little of Your Love" the new from the new Haim album, which is so good. Yeah. Um, and then, if you want really sad sex, uh, really any <laughs> everyone does from Mitski from from Mitski's album would be great for it. Oh my god, that'd be really aggressive as well, just like sad and aggressive. I think um, consensual I like, sex. <laughs> I like folk folky stuff is quite nice. I don't think I don't think I have any specific song recommendations, but yeah, listening to like kind of chilled out acoustic-y folk stuff is generally quite nice. Because um, it kind of semi-charmed I, life by Third Eye Blind also great. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to. It needs to kind of be very background, so I don't think it can be really prominent songs or like songs that you really really love and that you're going to want to like sing along to or whatever because. <laughs> you kind of want to be in the moment. You don't want to be focusing on the soundtrack. Um, Speak to you so for I think, yourself. Yeah. Speak to yourself. <laughs> well, I think even just going on Spotify and picking like a kind of acoustic-y, chilled out playlist, they have these playlists that they've curated for different moods. And weirdly enough, I don't think they've done like a slow, sensual, boning soundtrack, but they've done like lazy Sunday morning. And that kind of soundtrack can be quite nice. Because yeah, it's just like background music. It makes you feel maybe a little less self-conscious because there's music on, which is nice. And I don't know, it's kind of romantic to have some acoustical stylings. Can we, uh, during our month off, make slow sensual boning soundtracks Yes, our Patreon? (gasps) Oh my god, okay, we're going to make a, yeah, alright, we'll make a boning soundtrack. We'll make two. We'll we'll make Lex's version and my version. Oh, that's weird, but sure. (laughs) Or a mixed version. No, I'm going to cut that, let's just make one. (laughs) (laughs) People will be like, how does Lex want to have sex? How does Rosianna want to have sex? Um, Oh, yeah, no. The moment I said that, I was like, no, retreat. That's what concerned me. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. We should definitely do that. Even though I've never really put together one of those playlists and I feel like I should because it's just a fun thing. Although imagine being like, wait a second, let me put the playlist on. Oh my God, which one is so obvious and yet we haven't mentioned Sexy Back. Oh God. (laughs) I feel like I'm having so much. Who am I kidding? I'm not having sex right now. Um, (laughs) I think, yeah, I don't know. It is a weird thing, isn't it? I, okay, uh, am I going to talk about this? Yes. Virginity is not a real thing, really. We've all talked. We've talked about the fact that virginity is a construct and it's not real. Um, but you know, the the first time that I had penetrative sex, sorry, mum and dad, if you're listening to this, and my sister, um, or just anyone who knows me who doesn't want to know this, I was in my boyfriend at the time's room. And Wayne's World, the film, was playing on the television. (laughs) (laughs) And it was one of those situations where, like, I think there were other people in the house at the time or something, and we didn't want to get caught. But, you know, we were both both ready for the step, and we were both, you know, having sex for the first time. And it was all very sweet and adorable. And, yeah, we were in a lovely relationship. Anyway, the point is... um, that all the circumstances were ideal except the fact that Wayne's World was on the TV. And it was just awful because, I mean, I, th- I luckily I find it really funny, but ever since then I've been like, yeah, I remember what happened when I lost my virginity. 
Wayne's World was playing. And afterwards we went <laughs> to McDonald's. <laughs> Which is fine. It's so perfect. Though. Nobody, I know, no, like it was a per, like it was perfect in terms of like that. It was all exactly the way that I feel like you should do these things for the first time and I feel completely happy and comfortable with how it happened and I have no bad feelings towards it which is really nice um because I know it can be very complicated for a lot of people but yeah the one complication in my mind being that wow sometimes I slightly wish that Wayne's World wasn't playing on the television oh my god <laughs> but that's it's fine so, brilliant. so that's my that's ideal so soundtrack for boning <laughs> but also all of Hamilton also all of Hamilton although again you'd get too into it <laughs> be like i just like participatory sex i could just easily imagine myself like getting too into it and by too into it i don't mean the sex i mean the soundtrack and just like i mean guns you know, and chips yeah yeah you know when people supposedly sometimes cry out people's names or whatever during sex i'd just be like welcome folks to the adams administration and that would be like my sexy moment <laughs> i love it i love it Oh, there is one other song that I genuinely have always thought would be quite hot is um, Yellow Flicker Beat by Lord. I love that song. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty anyway. good. Anyway, we'll put together a playlist. It'll be on the yeah, Patreon. Yeah, we will. That's what we'll do with our time off. With him. <laughs> yeah. All of our time off. That's it. All of our time off will be spent doing only that. I will quit my job and that will become my new job. Cool. Well, thanks for listening to us. One more episode before we go on our break. Um, please. Our next episode is on a very special date, actually. Oh, it is. Yeah, you're right. Everyone Everyone can probably work it out. What should people do if they have questions? They should email us at makeoutwithhim.gmail.com or use the hashtag makeoutwithhim on Twitter or tweet at makeoutwithhim. We also have a Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash makeoutwithhim, which is where our sexy playlist will be. So even if you just want to give us $1 a month, we would greatly appreciate it. And you get to bone to the things we want you to bone to, which is kind of weird. I've, I like, I kind of like and hate the idea of us putting together that playlist and then people being like, yup, it works. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't necessarily need feedback. I do. particular aspect. I I'm need feedback. I'm pro-feedback in, in many respects, but I, I don't know that I need feedback from that. Please do send much. feedback. Just write in the email that it's not for Rosianna to look at. Um, and yeah, please, please, please rate us on iTunes because it makes a huge difference and it's one of those things that seems insignificant but is quite significant in the podcasting realm um yeah that's it oh also thanks again to our wonderful wonderful soul of joy Orla Gartland um who has put together our new theme music and created it and created just joy in our lives in many different ways yeah um you can find her stuff at youtube.com forward slash Orla Gartland you should listen to Orla while having sex, probably. Yes! Maybe that would make her uncomfortable. Just don't tell her about it. It's fine. Don't, um, don't at her. Yeah, don't at reply her that. Th- thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you next week. Roll the outro. Yeah.